Welcome. I'm Victoria Schneps, publisher of Schneps Media, and delighted today to be speaking with Valerie White. Valerie is the executive director of LISC, and she's going to explain those initials to us so we know exactly what she's doing, but she's had an extraordinary career from Wall Street to government and making a difference in our lives in ways that we may not even realize. So welcome, Valerie. Welcome to our Power Women podcast. Thank you, Vicki. I'm very pleased to be here. So Valerie, uh, talk to me a little bit about your growing up years and who potentially mentored you in terms of how you came to where you are today, such great, successful uh, woman. Thank, and thank you, Vicki, for those kind words. Growing up, I was influenced primarily by uh, my parents. My parents, uh, they actually met at Brooklyn College at the Campus Sugar Bowl. So anybody from Brooklyn that knows the Campus Sugar Bowl uh, knows where that is. Yes. Earlier uh, in early July, celebrated their 65th wedding anniversary. Oh, how beautiful! Unfortunately, we still have them both. But my parents were very instrumental in determining for myself and my siblings what it meant to to be successful. Talking uh, to us about hard work and dedication and academic excellence but also exposing us to other individuals externally who we could also look at as examples of what it meant to excel, but also to give back to the community because that was very important to us uh, in our upbringing. Both my parents had storied careers in uh, the civic engagement, you know, uh, social services. Uh, my father with the state of New York, my mother through Cornell Cooperative Extension, uh, working with uh, uh, determining nutrition and the like for uh, folks in marginalized communities. Uh, but we always were, were you know, taught that we needed to give back to our community. Uh, but they also exposed us to look at, for examples of that uh, dedication to academic professional excellence, as well as giving back to the community. So we knew a lot and uh, learned a lot about individuals like Shirley Chisholm, also a, a Brooklynite, right? Uh, who always talked about uh, excelling and being forth and being present in making the type of impactful change that's necessary in order to do uh, work, uh, the community work. So she always would have these saying, Shirley Chisholm, um, community service is your the price that you pay for you know being on this earth. Or if you don't have a seat at the table, bring your chair. And <laughs> those are the type of elements in terms of how I've conducted myself both through my academic career as well as my professional career. But the foundation of that really came from my parents and looking to those uh, type of individuals externally who can provide uh, that type of you know su support. Uh, for me, I've been fortunate enough to achieve. Over, uh, well, you also have your undergraduate degree, your master's degree, and yeah. your JD degree as a as an attorney. Is that correct? That's absolutely correct. Uh, my uh, undergraduate degree and my JD uh, are from Fordham University. You know, very fortunate to have that experience. And indeed, I'm still quite involved with the university, ensuring that they are looking to diversify the uh, student population that comes and providing the necessary support for that. My master's degree is from the new school 
uh, which was New School University at the time. And of course, we all know the New School is very community-minded, uh, socially uh, active, and I, my degree is in the uh, nonprofit school, and that has been very helpful in terms of understanding where community support is needed and working through that. So, yeah. Well, I know we met, I think, the first time at the Brooklyn Navy Yard yeah. that is bursting now with yeah. economic development. And then you actually went on to the New York State Economic Development Corporation, and now you're with LISC. Would you explain to us what is LISC and their mission? Yes, of course. So LISC is the Local Initiative Support Corporation. It is a national uh, intermediary organization that provides capital investment and support to underinvested, underrepresented communities and populations. So it started out in New York. I am the executive director of the New York franchise. There's 36 others, of course, markets across the U.S., and then one that just handles rural uh, social uh, impact investing. Uh, but the New York office was the first one and we consider ourselves the flagship. We don't like to tell that to the other offices. Of <laughs> That's <course>. okay, we <laughs> New Yorkers can brag. We've yes, brag absolutely, brag. absolutely. <laughs> and um, we've been around for about 40 years and uh, we work specifically with economic and community development. Everything we do at List New York City is based on a platform of racial and economic equity that is stood up by three pillars. Those three pillars include a radical healing, and that's the acknowledgement of systemic inequities, addressing them through advocacy, both legislative and policy-wise, as well as uh, you know, cultural placemaking. The second pillar is economic transformation, and that's the heart of our investment in community infrastructure, affordable housing, the investment of human capital for capacity building, primarily for nonprofits that are on the ground providing services. Uh, well, let me just ask you, let me stop you there because this affordable housing is so critical to the entire yes. economic development of yes. different communities. Tell me, what place would you be playing in that affordable housing market? Right. Well, we're investors. We're capital investors. So uh, in affordable housing, we do a, a number of things. Number one, uh, we are a community development financial institution, our national organization, the CDFI. So through that, we're able to provide lending to um, nonprofit developers, developers of color, uh, so that they can get affordable housing projects off the ground. They're very expensive and require a lot of different capital. So we do lending for pre-development reports and analyses. We do lending for the acquisition of land or property, and we carry that lending during the time that the affordable housing is actually being built. And then we assist and provide technical assistance to the developers during that process. And then when they're able to move to the longer term financing, once the project is built and they're starting to rent up and um, get revenue through rents, we're there to ensure that the project is able to convert to the long-term financing. Uh, we partner with our equity investor um, affiliate of LIST, the National Equity Fund, that often provides low-income housing tax credit support uh, for uh, equity investments. So that is, a, that is actually the foundation of our work going back 40 years. So, you know, for me, uh, being out in the business world, and we have media all over Long Island City, New York, Long Island, New York City, Westchester, and uh, Philadelphia, 
I hear one complaint constantly now, they can't get enough employees. And one of the problems is having housing where they can be affordably living to be able to come and work in the different communities. So I, you know, it became a very touchstone discussion. How do we get affordable housing built? So you really shared with us a great uh, knowledge that uh, builders and people who are interested in doing affordable housing know there is a revenue stream, it sounds like. Yes, yes, of course. It, it does become, you know, um, part of a revenue stream. But to step back for a moment, Vicki, in developing a community, right, um, affordable housing is that foundation. So place-based development is critically important. Um, so looking at where the development is actually happening, is it a place where there's uh, adequate, adequate transportation so that people who live there can get to the different places of employment? Is there uh, child care there so that those who are working families have the ability to either have their children be cared for while they're working or um, are there suitable educational options there as well? Is there- Do you fund that? Do you fund those, those pieces of the pie? Like yes, we do also fund community infrastructure that some of those projects that come to us as well as, um, you know, we do work in the health equity field because there has to be uh, um, access to uh, uh, health care as well. But all of those elements together make up a strong foundational community. And then when you couple that with economic development, which are the commercial quarters, which we also fund, right? That's the small uh, mom and pop businesses uh, on those main streets that sometimes provide jobs. They bring services. They provide a, a, a cultural anchor and foundation in the community. Uh, all those things together, affordable housing, transportation, workforce development, health equity are part of the uh, urban commons that make a strong community. And when we do our projects, we look to ensure that we're supporting all of those elements. What about um, uh, working with, I'm very involved with children with disability and autism uh, spectrum. And I'm wondering, you know, they're trying to, uh, my organization, train these folks to be able to be employed. Is there anything within your world of LISC that supports people with special needs? Well, we are intermediaries. So sometimes we, some of the projects that we get will actually be perhaps supportive housing or a workforce development that is inclusive of individuals on the autism spectrum. But I do understand very personally, right, because I do have a, an adult child who is on the autism spectrum, how important oh. it is to ensure that those services are available for um, uh, those uh, individuals to be um, you know, truly have the opportunity to be a, a great part of, of, of society. So we do uh, support projects that will, um, you know, support that as well. So how would someone get in touch with your organization? Where would the website be that they go to? Well, there are, there are a number of ways. We, uh, our, our website is LIST, L-I-S-C, which is the Local Initiative Support Corporation, dot org then a backslash in NYC for New York City, the flagship office, of course. And listed there are a series of pieces of information. They include the different statements that we have put out, 
uh, any of the uh, publications or access to media outlets are included there. We have a listing of events. We often have uh, webinars and other events where we provide information to individuals and organizations that would like to partner with us. And then we share uh, information from many of our partner, partner uh, organizations there as well. We also are very active on uh, social media on both LinkedIn and Twitter. And that would, um, is list uh, NYC is the handle in both of those um, social media outlets. And there's a great uh, wealth of information about what we're doing and how to contact us as well. So are, are many of these grants or are they loans? We do both. So for the uh, infrastructure uh, that we talked about, the actual building of affordable housing commercial infrastructure, for the most part, those are loans um, based and secured by that property. And to make up some of the difference for you know, the credit quality, there might be some grant money available that we're able to put into a deal on a deal by deal basis. However, we have been uh, very active uh, since 2020 in the small business space with actual grants. So we gave out uh, almost 300 grants in 2020, about 82 of them were $20,000 and another 112 were $10,000. And these were for, for small businesses that were located in those commercial quarters that I mentioned earlier in places like Harlem, the South Bronx, Brownsville, East New York, you know, right off the uh, ferry in uh, Staten Island, uh, uh, Southeast Queens. And these were businesses that were small, they were minority or immigrant owned. They were, um, you know, had been suffering uh, systemic inequities, not the same equal access to capital that you see for other businesses, um, you know, only a few employees. So we wanted to be sure that they had the opportunity to sustain themselves. So this grant program uh, was able to uh, assist with that. Well, you know, you have made such an impact on so many people's lives in your career. And I was wondering if you could share with us some of your, what I call secrets of success. To me, you have been such a success. What are the ingredients for other people to be able to learn about how you believe you were able to be so successful? Um, and again, I uh, appreciate that. Um, well, I, I'll start by saying, a success or the definition of it is relative because again, I'll go back to my parents. If you have a specific skill set or talent that you've developed, you have a responsibility, right? It's more of a responsibility than a success to be the best at what you can be and ensure that you are contributing to your society in a meaningful way. So I see it more of as a responsibility you know, that mindset is, is one that helps with that uh, successfulness, um, so to speak. Um, just being sure to be detail-oriented, being open to uh, hearing different type of um, opportunities, being open to hearing different viewpoints, being accepting of, of, of folks' differences, understanding what that means, and uh, inclusive in the work that one does. And I think just in general, just keeping those sort of uh, three or four things as a foundation, no matter what industry anyone is uh, looking to go into, that that would uh, be helpful to propel them to a, a certain level. So, and humble about it as well. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think everything you shared is something that people should write down and save and be able to live 
because you are certainly a great success. And I've been delighted to have you be one of our power women who you are. Valerie White, the executive director of LISC, serving our city, our nation. And thank you. This is Victoria Schneps saying goodbye for now. Bye now. Thank you.